What is up, everybody? This is Recap Rewind. I'm JLag. And I'm NB. And we are recapping and reviewing Riverdale Season 7, Episode 6, and it's called Chapter 123. Peep show. <gasps> and don't forget, guys, to ground for the ending. We're going to go through our recap roundups, our best moments, our best lines, so many things. You guys sent in so many roundups. So stick around for the end of the podcast for that. As always, to our continuing listeners and our brand new ones, thank you so much for joining us. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe to the channel. Let's get into comment. this episode. Just comment your life just away. Just comment. I just comment. Oh my god. Okay, so where so where are you at after this episode? Um, it was like <laughs> I see what these writers are doing. <laughs> what are they doing? For me, for me, for me, this episode was extreme. <laughs> No, for it, you? For me. Yeah, for me. It was a little slow. Okay, yeah. In my opinion. I felt like it was a little... Um, it had a lot more lull moments where I was like, okay. A lot of random scenes that like we just like get into and then we cut out. And I'm just like, okay, I didn't need mm-hmm. that. Like, mm-hmm. we'll talk about it as we go through the episode. But then they like obviously like carefully put some really major moments in this episode like huge you got huge huge and according to veronica huge moments huge okay i just don't i don't need binoculars i 100 agree with you like hmm. i felt the same but i was like why am i feeling this like it's all about the ships this week like i shouldn't be feeling this but then right. i think i think one of our listeners sierra uh, sierra and messages and they were also like they were like the Jughead scenes like slowed everything down. And that's how I think I felt about it too. Like yeah. every single time it cut back to Jughead, I was like on my phone again. I was like, okay, I'm bored. Like, I don't care about this. Yeah. yeah like it kind of just like lull, like it gave this like really lull to the episode where everything yeah. else was like really juicy. I was like down for it. We can talk yeah. about that later. Cause, cause I do think the whole Kevin and Clay thing could have been sort of like the third component to this episode. Agreed. Um, I want to shout out to my husband. Yeah. Who literally. <laughs> Like, the, so me and Jaylag can never watch Riverdale like live because we're in Canada and it streams the next day for us. So after mm. seven seasons of this show on the last season, <laughs> my husband finds a way and I'm not going to get into details of what it is, but basically he was able to find me the live cable stream of the CW with Riverdale. So I was on my little couch last night with my little snacks and I was literally watching Riverdale live. Like wow. no no lag, no lag, nothing. No lag. Mate. And I was like live tweeting with people and I was like, this is what it feels like in the final season. So shout out to my husband for setting that up for me. I was so excited. Um, but yeah, I definitely agree with you in terms of the episode. And I do feel like something was definitely missing. And I think Kevin and Kevin and Clay's could have been that third component to this episode and maybe Jughead should have taken a step back, you know? Agreed. Agreed. 100%. Yeah. So let's get into the episode. Starts off with Jughead realizing that um, he's, I forget what he says, but he basically says something about how like the comics after that whole like op-ed piece um, became like, is demonized by Mm. The town. I don't really. He uses a big word, and I couldn't mm. look it up because it was like French or something. <laughs> I just couldn't. I was like, forget about it. Um, but anyway, he's reading a book. He's reading a comic book, and he realizes that it's exactly the plot line and everything almost is exactly like this book by Brad Raybury. 
right? Is that right? Yeah, which is like a play on Ray Bradbury. Ray Bradbury. Who did Fahrenheit 451. So obviously like cool writer, whatever. Um, And then he goes to talk to his boss at Pep Comics Mm -hmm. about this book called November County. And he's like, did you plagiarize this book? And essentially the boss says like, technically yes but we thought he was dead so we just like didn't ask like like, didn't even pursue it yeah Yeah. so okay fine at this point in time i was like okay where are they going with the story yeah same like did not even care no who's ray bradbury like brad rayberry to me we're talking about plagiarism right now this is like we've done this like i feel like we've been here before but not even like if we've done this like who cares like i don't care (laughs) care about fucking plagiarism on a fake comic book in a fake book like in a fake parallel universe (laughs) (laughs) like i don't care about legal shit right now i just didn't care like so far removed no actually like like, you're saying i was on my phone the second it went to jughead's (laughs) story i was like okay Even in the live version, you're like, no. Because it was always after commercials, so I was like, no, no. (laughs) That's probably why they did it. They're like, no one's going to watch this anyway. Yeah. Anyways, um, so then it cuts to Frank and Archie in the garage. And again, Frank. Oh, my God. (laughs) Another waste conversation. Uh, So Frank basically is like, what's going on with you? Like, I've done an assessment of, like, what's been going on. You just, like, your grades have been shitty. You haven't been helping at home. And he ends up, like, Archie ends up going and talking to his mom and, like, apologizing, essentially, mm -hmm. after this conversation with Frank. sorry for being the worst, like, child ever. ever. Like, he was so hard on himself. I was like, like, damn, it doesn't sound like it was that bad. Like, you, like, missed a few, like, (laughs) missed a few plates. Like, didn't wash the dishes one day. Like, I don't know. Um... I think this is when Frank, I don't know if I remember if it's now or later, but who cares? Frank essentially says, like, Archie needs to be the man of the house. Like, after yeah. his dad died, this is what he wanted you to do. So, like, you better step your game up. Like, right. you are the man of the house now. And Archie's like, uh, okay. Like, I'm what does that 17, mean? I'm still a kid, sure. though. Like, exactly. Then it cuts to, and I, let's talk about it really quickly since we're already here. Yeah. But, like, Frank being this person in his life, like, how did you feel about it? Tell I don't me. know. Like, I get where Frank's coming from, too. Like, this is your brother's kid. Like, you do want to step in and be like, "Are you, you're clearly not doing good. Like, you need a bit more discipline. Like, I understand that, especially in that time. Like, it was very, they were very strict. Like, parents were very, like, on your ass. Yeah. Um, the way that the episode ends, I did like it. Like, so he annoyed the F out of me the entire time. Like but Frank. then at the end, how we see Mary be like, bro, just step back for a second. Just like, back, it's yeah. my kid. So I was really happy that they kind of, like, resolved it, like, in that way. And right. even later on when we do see, like, Archie coming back to play basketball, like, Frank looks happy that, like, he stepped up, you know? And so right. I think by the end I was okay with it, but he was just annoying this whole time. And I also, like, <clears throat> in the original, I, I want to call it the original series, yeah. like, Frank comes in because he was, like, on the run and, you know, like, he ran away from the army and, like, the he was, like, a militia yeah. person or whatever. This Frank, like, why are you at your brother's, like, like like house like what does he what does he do with his life maybe we'll learn more about it maybe there'll be like an alice storyline i guess but like do you care like i I really don't the the way he was 
the way he was introduced, I was just like, okay, like, what are you doing here, Frank? Like, why, why are you yeah. involved in this? Not story every original timeline storyline needs to be brought into this one. Yeah. And instead of wasting time talking about Frank once again, you could have been developing Clay as a character. Yeah. Who we haven't even seen a smidgen of yet. Like, I want to know more yeah. about this kid. And like, you're not even talking about him. Like, maybe he'll get like a dedicated episode. I hope so. I really yeah. hope so. So anyway, so he goes and apologizes his mom. The next morning, Betty sees Archie getting dressed through the window. He's wearing like just a towel and she's like, uh, like into it. And then he, no, that's not when he like cl- closed the windows. But anyway, he's changing. She gets excited and yeah. she's like, work. Um, cuts to Riverdale High and Betty right off the top to Veronica in the locker rooms is, girl, what sex like? <laughs> just right off Veronica's the top. like, and I knew th- I knew this was gonna happen. So Veronica's like, "Damn, Betty," and then she's like, "Well, actually, like, I've never had sex before." I'm, I was I'm like, I did, knew yeah. that you were gonna say that. <laughs> like, you little like, sneaky sneak. This sneaky sneak, and it's like you acted like you're like this big shot, like experienced, yeah. like you know, girly, girl, you and it's know like, nothing. girl. Yeah. So she does say, like, the best way to feel sexy is to, like, wear some lingerie. I loved it. Cute. And I was like, cool. Yeah. I love the way they went with this. Like, they truly, like, they honored it so well. And, like, it was so appropriate. Because I was like, wait, is she going to talk about, like, pleasuring yourself? Like, I didn't know where they were going to go. And then she's like, it just, like, makes you feel sexy and, like, confident. And, like, in that time where, like, you just wore, like, you know, very conservative, like, outfits. Like, this right. is a really big deal, right? Like, it's yeah. it's hard for us to understand that now with, like, how we dress nowadays. But at that time, it was probably, like, a huge thing. For sure. So she says, like, come over to my place after school and we'll play with some lingerie. And you can, like, get sexy and, like, get comfortable with it. Yeah. Cool. She's like, you can wear my lingerie. I was like, mm, I don't know if I could wear my friend's lingerie. Did you, did you wash it? Like, what's the deal here? <laughs> Um, so then it cuts to Tony and Cheryl in the library. Yeah. Cheryl returns the book that she read, the price, the cost of pepper, whatever it was. Um, and she asks how the book was. She's like, what did you think of the book? And right like in the beginning, Cheryl's like, yeah, like it was just like a book about like love or whatever. Like she's trying to like play it off as like, it's not really that serious. Yeah. And Tony goes on to say, well, why don't we go to the dark room and like talk a little bit more about it and talk about these, like this relationship that the book is, is all about. And Cheryl says, no, I'm so sorry. I have cheerleading tryouts and Tony's ears kind of perk up. Cause she's like, mm. okay, like what's, what's that all about? The Vixens, et cetera, et cetera. It's funny because it was the first time in the episode where I saw, maybe it's not the first time, but specifically in this episode i saw a big vixens poster in the locker room mm. and i was like oh my god like where are the vixens like i miss them and then right then it like cut to it i'm like oh okay like they were kind of like they're bringing them in they're bringing it in but yeah. i did love how like cheryl was like oh i'm gonna go to cheer practice like you won't like you won't you won't be interested in it like you're too like cool for for this yeah 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 and then tony was like uh and she's I was like, like oh, we're all yeah. <laughs> she's like let's go um, so then it cuts to Archie telling the principal with F- Uncle Frank that he's going to do better in school. And another thing I guess we have to note because, like, the scene was in there. He leaves the principal's office and the principal asks Frank to stay back mm. to talk to him. Mm. Is Frank here for some nefarious reason? Yes or no? What do you think? I feel like the men of the town have, like, this, like, nighttime, like, 
the skull committee boys club boys club where they're like how do we keep our kids in line right you know and maybe frank's just like a part of that yeah maybe he's like the muscle of it or all or something who knows yeah um because we know that in the other world by the end of like the flip like he ends up like on the bad side yeah yeah so yeah i mean i think there must be some sort of like boys men's club where like they're like making sure all the kids are sort of staying in check right um and i do feel like maybe some of them have a more nefarious like motive than like maybe uncle frank does maybe uncle frank just like wants them all to stay in line and like play basketball you know right and they're just like taking advantage of the fact that like he was yeah. on their side or whatever anyway we'll see if that come pops up but like it doesn't show up at later in the episode so i wanted to bring it up now because i'm like okay i guess frank is going to be around for a little bit longer and like yeah. something's going to happen with him and the principal and blah blah yeah. blah then it cuts to cheer practice. Cheer practice starts, and everything's looking cute. Um, Can we just and- talk about that dumb bitch, Evelyn <laughs> Evernever? <laughs> like, I was so shocked to see her. I was like, why are you even here? Why are you here, girl? What is happening? Uh, I know. So she's so she's in the Vixens, I guess, in this world. Yeah. I did not need to see her again. No. They're just, I like, using like, the same actors. They're like, come, yeah. come back to set. I mean, I guess it's kind of cute to shout out to like, you know, past seasons or whatever. Fine. Yeah. But she has the same name. I, I wonder if she's like an actual character from the like this, the series. I think she is. I don't okay. I think it's a different like she played a different role. Maybe it was more like this role versus like yeah. being a part of a cult. A cult. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um. Anyway, so I even wrote down, Evelyn, what are you doing here, girl? Yeah. <laughs> you don't even like, go here. What? You don't even go here. Um, so they're holding auditions. Mm-hmm. Tony walks in and Cheryl's like, ah, like she like just saw Jesus. She was like, yeah, like <laughs> like oogling at her. Tony's doing her like cheer dance, and like it like it's the same thing that happened at the dark room where like all the lights go down and like <laughs> Cheryl's like by herself alone and she's watching her like dance. isolated and she's just yeah. like she's so hornified. Like she's so hornified like, for it. I'm like, we get it. Like, she loves Tony. Like, yeah. she's obsessed with her. Um, and Tony's just like, dee, 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 whatever. And it keeps, like, the lights and, like, the whoosh. It, like, again, it, like, yeah. talks to, like, her butt and then, like, her back. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> all these, like, close-up shots. And Cheryl's like, mm. and her, like, And Tony's, like, looking at her. Like, it was yeah, cute. Yeah, just, cute. like, directly in her eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, and you can already tell, like, Evelyn's, like, not cool with what's happening. She's like, she's what's like, going on here? She's like, ugh. Um, so then it cuts to the Andrews residence, and they're having dinner, and Frank is like, you should be on the basketball team. And Archie says, like, I'm out of practice. I haven't joined the basketball team since the beginning of school year. I don't want to do this. And even his mom is kind of like, but you loved basketball. Like, you loved doing it with your dad. Like, what happened? And Archie just, like, plainly says, like, I don't want to do it. Like, he doesn't say in he this moment. He went from, but... like, 100 to zero. Like, he was like, I'm going to be the water boy. I was like, yeah. why? But, well, that's the thing. And then Frank is like, okay, well, then if you're not going to be on the team, then you have to be the water right. boy. You have to, like, like, do all that stuff. like, why don't you just be on the team? Like, you're not that bad. <laughs> and then the entire time, like, Archie's like, oh, fuck. Like, he's yeah. just, like, upset about it. Uh, well, we find out why he doesn't want to play basketball later. But, um, so I thought that was really cute. But, anyway, we'll talk about that in a minute. Mm. Cut to the Pembroke. And... Betty's coming out with her lingerie, and Veronica's like, "Girl, like, yes, how do I look? How do I look?" Yeah, and 
like Veronica's like living for her, but Betty is like not happy. She's like very self conscious about it, and she even brings her in front of like the mirror, and she like tries she to make her feel yourself. beautiful. You're beautiful. Yeah. Look you at know, her one body. thing I did really, really appreciate that not a, not at any point in this episode did Veronica or Betty or anyone say your body looks amazing or you're so sexy and you're like it wasn't about the body right like and i like that about they, loving your it's body it's about loving yourself loving your body loving your skin like loving who you are and being mm-hmm. confident with that at whatever that looks like True. and i really i really did notice that they never said that they never said wow your body looks banging like they never did that yeah. and I, I really appreciate that because in this culture we know you know how dangerous that tone can be and i do sure. think the writers specifically did avoid using those words in these moments yeah it was like very like specifically like you said like, like you're confident in your body yeah you're confident in your body and what you look like yeah um, and, and i did really love that yeah. um can i ask you one thing and i feel like we've talked about this maybe like once or twice in the entire yeah. series do you ever see a lesbianist moment between veronica and betty <laughs> I, I don't think I see like an on, like honest to goodness let's be honest moment yeah. like first episode of this entire series we saw them kiss mm. and like in cheer and mm-hmm. we were all like what and now like I don't know years later like I don't think that they're ever gonna get there with like them. they'll never be a ship I mean we're already done it's like the last season or whatever yeah but, like, they're not gonna they're never gonna do a ship yeah. I don't I don't think they're ever gonna do it no, I, no. I don't think no, so no. I think it's just like like I, I wish that was the case. I wish that they could like make them even buy characters. So then there was a possibility that that could happen. But like, no. I think that time has passed. Like if they were gonna yeah. play with that little little flame, it would have happened like many yeah. seasons ago. Having said that, I freaking love them together in this episode. I, do. I, I missed B and V so much. And like yeah. we got so much of that this episode and yeah. especially in this timeline, we haven't really seen them like have a tight relationship like they do in the other timeline. So For this sure. was really starting the foundation of like what will hopefully be a really strong friendship. But y'all know people were looking when Veronica was smiling when she shouldn't have been mm-hmm. smiling. Ooh, let's Keeping see what happens. Oh, let's talk about that after. Um, anyway, so then it cuts to Jughead and he goes to visit the author. He like tells him everything. He's like, you're being plagiarized by the pep, pep comics. He's so extra. Go unnecessary. Go home Why and go sleep you in your this? car. Like go away. Like I don't know what he's doing. Unless, unless this is going to come back into play later on. And like. No, for sure it is. They wouldn't place this all this whole annoying useless so. story in. If it didn't have anything to do with what's happening later. I just I, I still even after the episode ended have no effing clue what they're gonna try to say with him like even being involved in the, with this author like yeah, is no, this just like the origin story of Jughead writing the comics and that's like that is why yeah. he's doing it I don't I don't know like this is all a part of his like path and journey mm-hmm. to becoming like an official comic book writer I don't know mm-hmm. because even what happens later is like really fucking yeah. stupid too so I don't get it anyway cutting to Thornhill Evelyn is talking to Cheryl and she says like I don't know about Tony like I have some weird feelings about her and Cheryl's like you better watch what you're saying I think she's a lesbian she's a lesbian she's a lesbian I was like Cheryl's oh, like what <laughs> yeah like, Cheryl's no. like yeah she's like no she's not she's like get that word out of your mouth like she's not saying that like you better leave right now I'm gonna go watch my television show and like you're not invited to stay uh so Evelyn's obviously like okay what the fuck um <laughs> And then it cuts to the dark room, and Tony is talking to Lizzo, her friend Lizzo. Lizzo! Not, not Lizzo, Lizzo. <laughs> Lizzo. 
who's also a lesbo, I guess. <laughs> uh, the like, <laughs> like not us bullying this character. <laughs> I didn't even know that was her name. I didn't even know. Lizzo. She's like, hey, Lizzo. Anyway, so she's talking. <laughs> she's talking to her, her friend. And she's saying how, like, she's the first black oh cheerleader. And I was like, true, win. True, like, like hello. Huge. That was huge. That's massive. Like, she's, like, dropped a little bomb. And we we're like, oh, snap. That's amazing. Like, that in itself is great. I love and then Lizzo's, And then Lizzo's obviously like, oh, well, you're doing it for this cherry bomb girl, whatever. And Tony's like, no, no, like, I'm just, like, doing it to, like, whatever. Obviously, whatever. Yeah, she's, yeah, yeah. she's getting into it. Cuts to Archie. And even she was, like, Lizzo yeah. was, like, it's okay. I, I would lick that cherry bombshell yeah. someday. My, I was, like, oh, my God. Okay. Like, like they get real no. graphic about what the, yeah. Yeah, I was, like, Super sexy. Um, and then Tony's like the entire time she's like, she's like oh, I know that's <laughs> what, what I'm doing about? what do you think I'm doing right now girl oh my god um, oh, so then it comes so to funny. Archie and he gets uh, he gets to his garage and his car is missing yeah. turns out that Frank took it and so he's like once your grades are up you're gonna get your car back but you can like take the bus or like walk, walk. or <laughs> take a bike or something take your bike, yeah. and Archie's just like what the fuck because wasn't his car gone anyways like Mary took it from him basically right no, well, he, she said, you're not allowed to drive it. She never took it away from him. True, he just drove true. it. Any, and then he just drove it anyway. Yeah. So, like, it was never, like, gone from him. He just literally took it. Yeah, I don't know where he yeah. put it. Then it comes to Riverdale High. Veronica asks Betty about her lingerie. She's like, ooh, are you wearing it today? Like, how are you feeling? And Betty's like, no. She's like, I'm, I have to change later. And, like, I don't want people to think yeah, that I'm a like- big fat. Or no, she's like nymphomania. nymphomania. Yeah. I was like, girl, yeah. calm down. But poor girl, that's what. Remember, but that's, that's what, what it was. And that's what Kevin said to her too. Like, are you yeah. like a nymphomaniac for like or sex maniac for trying sex to kiss maniac, me? Yeah. So like, Betty obviously always has this like sexual oppression <laughs> storyline. Like dark like, Betty. Dark Betty like pushed into her. Maybe that is the the like the origin story of Dark Betty. The fact that she is like sexually oppressed. No, like actually, and I love that Lily Reinhardt like demanded that she never play Dark Betty ever again. Did she really? Yeah, we talked about this. Oh my god, she was like, I'm done. Like she's like, wrap it up. Like Like, I'm not, I'm not down for the Dark Betty thing. Like no. That's so funny. Um. So anyway, Betty says that she didn't, she's not wearing the, the lingerie and Veronica asked Betty who she can hook her up with to like get her into the gig. Yeah. And Betty's super cute and she's like, I do have somebody on my mind. His name's Archie. You know Archie? And Veronica's and, like, oh, yeah. I know oh, that, that guy. Him. I know that D. The one that got away. Got it. Got it. So in this <laughs> moment, I guess this is the beginning of like that, what I guess our commenters were saying, which is does it start here where veronica starts to realize like oh snap i missed out on archie um i want to get in on that business like did you notice that in this moment no it's interesting because last two episodes we don't really get veronica on archie right like it's no right like to me it seemed like veronica i mean she she was gone 
She was yeah, like Jughead yeah. too. Like she, yeah, her, yeah. her focus was on Jughead. So there was even no inkling along the way where she was still thinking about Archie. We're right. innately maybe assuming that because we understand the entire like folklore, but like yeah, yeah, it, it didn't. And then in this moment, she kind of like looked twice and she was like, "Oh yeah, that guy." But I do feel like she just thought that she shot. Yeah, she, she had shot her shot, and like it wasn't gonna happen. And it didn't work out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not that um, she was still going to, like, pursue it, you know? Like, she was trying to, like, jump in there while Betty's, like, trying to hook up with him, too. Yeah, I didn't take that from this moment. Okay. I yeah. feel, yeah, anyway. So, she she's like, okay, cool. Archie, let's do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. He's yeah. like, he's actually in the lounge right now. Like, go and do it right now. So, Betty gets the confidence to go and ask him. She sits down in the lounge, and he's, like, I don't know, like, eating a sandwich or something. And she asks him to the movies. But uh, Archie basically says, like, I'm so sorry, I can't. My, my Uncle Frank is being a fucking dick right now, and I can't go anywhere. And it sucked because Archie, like, earnestly, like, you can see in his face, he's like, so I honest. actually would love to come with you, yeah. but I just can't because my uncle's being a douche. And Betty, the next scene is Betty crying, assuming that he, like, lied to her. First of all, I and hate she- when guys go- are like this. They're like... Oh my God! I would love to, but, but I, can't. I can't. Yeah, like, I, I'm not doing. I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, just like I can't. I would love saying. to, but like maybe like later. <laughs> yeah, but I felt so. Anyway, I felt horrible I felt, for him. I felt and sorry I felt, for both of them. Like, yeah, I felt sorry for her too because she's she thinks that he's obviously lying. Yeah, and Veronica does talk her down, and she's like, "But maybe he wasn't lying. Maybe he needs to get his like family okay, in order." Can we talk about this? Real, let's let's talk about this, right? Yeah. So in that moment when she's sitting on the couch with Archie, Betty and Archie, and yeah. Veronica's like over, like she's listening to it, and when he says that he can't take her, right? Veronica smiles. Oh, I didn't notice that. Come on. Oh my god, I must have been taking notes at that point. In oh time, my god, yeah. Everyone like freaked out online and I was like, okay, oh. I can't talk about this with you later. So okay, so this is the thing. For sneaky me, sneak. when I saw it, when I saw it, I took it as and then maybe this is the way that they wanted to kind of leave it open ended. But the way I honestly I saw it when he said that, like she like the smile was almost there even before he said that. So like maybe she was just like smiling like because she's happy that like Betty's like I'm hooking doing him it. up. Yeah, yeah like, like it's happening. Like, oh my god! Like they're actually talking. Like she's asking him, but then people were like, no. Like she smiled like right when he said like, no, I can't go with you. <laughs> Everybody gets so like granular about <laughs> but it. But I'm like, and I haven't rewatched it. But like I want to rewatch it and like see again. But like. If she was smiling when he said that, like, that's pretty fucked up. That is fucked up. and that, But that's, it keeps begging the question, like, what are they doing with her story? Yeah. Are they making her a bad girl turn good girl? Yeah. Like, is she a reformed girl now? Is she still working on herself? Like, what's the deal with Veronica? <laughs> or so, I think to your point, like you said, is that she doesn't know that she still wants Archie until this moment. And she's like, wait, yeah, maybe I want him. I want him. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know, like I can see the triangle kind of persisting throughout the rest of the season, yeah. but maybe more heavy on like Betty and Ver- like Betty and, Betty Archie, and Archie like being together. But then like where does Veronica fall? Like are we just waiting now for like Reggie to come into the picture to mm. like distract her again? Like I, I I really don't know, and I don't know if I want that right now. Like we're what, seven what? seasons in, like the triangle and mm. the push and the pull, and like her trying to like maybe even like hijack the relationship between her and like like and sabotage betty in some way because from i get what the commenters are saying and what people are saying about that scene but what you see in the rest of the episode is all just like it seems very like genuine like veronica is trying to help betty along and like i never really noticed that there was like any level of like 
competition or she wanted to screw her over in some way. So I, I don't know. Like, unless she's the one that calls Frank's, Frank in, the, like, the middle of the night because she knew that Betty was about to talk sex. I don't know. Her. I just I think know. if they planted that smile on purpose, like, that's fucking evil. And, <laughs> no, but, like, I don't know if Veronica could come back from that. You know what I mean? Like, that's a it's, very... Yeah, it's pretty tight. Yeah. So... Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see, we'll see. what happens. We'll I see think, how it shakes down. I think the I think the triangle always has to be there a little bit, and I mm. think this episode played with that perfectly. It was perfect because it was yeah. kind of like Veronica trying to help Betty, but you could kind of feel that Veronica was getting excited too. Right. So, yeah. But to your point, we'll see how far they actually take that. Like, right. We don't know. Because like, how much more? How many times? How do many we have more times? Yeah. To see this, the iteration of of this tr- like you know triangle, um. So then she says, okay, don't worry about it. Like, let's get some good time boys and like hang out with them to like get your mind off things. And she says, there's a boy school down in the street, Stonewall Prep, that we can like just snatch some boys from and like hang out with. And Betty's like, okay, cool. Let's do that. Then it comes to Evelyn going into the locker room while everybody's practicing and doing stuff. And like Archie's like picking up water from Julian. He's like, Julian's being a dick this entire episode. And, um, she goes into the locker room and then she snoops inside of Tony's locker and she finds the lesbian book. And Tony confronts her, like, as she's, you know, she doesn't realize that she's in the shower. She comes around and she's like, What are you doing? And she, Evelyn basically, like, confronts her and says, Oh, so you are a lesbian. I knew that from the beginning, whatever, whatever. And um, Evelyn, I think, goes on to say, like, Oh, like Cheryl was even denying it, but I knew that it was true. And then Tony's like, tell me more about what Cheryl said. So like, that's how that scene ends. Mm. So we'll see what happened. Well, we know what happens next, but uh, she's like fishing to, to hear what Cheryl had to say. Then it cuts to pep comics and um, Jughead's getting like super excited about his first print. And then Brad Raybury comes in and he's like, Where's the owner? I'm gonna talk to you about the like, lawsuit bro, and the this where and were the you this. For the last like year. That's the thing that annoyed where me. Where were you? I feel like he came in in a way that was like okay. So two things are wrong with the story. First of all, Jughead, being an avid comic book reader, would have already booked the fact that he's been plagiarized eight times over. Like this is <laughs> yeah. the episode where he's like. I looked back at their catalog and there's like eight stories that they stole from me. I'm like, you would have known that you're an avid comic book reader and you're obviously a fan of him. So they like, you would have known this by now. Secondly, why did you think that this was a good idea? Like telling this guy that there's, you know, there's stealing your stories and you should talk to pep comics when you just published your first freaking print, you're getting excited about your job. And now you're out here like, the balls, the on, balls him. on him. I was like, like just bro. be grateful for where you are in your present <laughs> self and stop trying to like save Help everybody. everyone. Yeah. And I think that like the character, like Brad Rayberry's character, he seems like a disheveled like author that's like a bit of like a introvert, like doesn't leave his apartment. He was when like Jughead's first- grandpa. Yeah, like when you first meet him, he's kind of got that vibe. And then he comes in with a suit and he's like ready to go. So like maybe it just like took him that much time to like come out and be like, yo, you're stealing my stuff. Like, I don't, I honestly don't know. And like, I'm maybe sorry. Maybe it was just like, telling him like you should sue. talk about this know. after, but like in the end, like the man just like cut the check and like was like okay with it. And it's like, I don't understand the, yeah. the, the thing of the story is like, so you were, you bought, bought out. So like that's what the moral of the story is. Like, I thought the moral of the story was, yeah. like, you have integrity. Like, you don't sell your things. Like, 
the man ripped your stories and you like you're okay with like two dollars a story i was like okay. right cool or, like give me like royalties for like the other stories as well so yeah they negotiate he gets a portion of the comics based off of his <clears> book <throat> and like i think he even cuts a deal for him to like continue to yeah. build stories later yeah. which i was like okay again a storyline that i don't give up yeah about I like i do not care about this story at all so anyway it cuts the pops and jughead and the author are talking at a booth and jughead basically offers to write like readapt his books for comics and um brad Rayburn is like okay sounds good and then ray asks or brad is it brad anyway whatever ray, ray or brad, brad ray. which <laughs> ray asks Jughead about his dad. He's like, what does your dad think about you being a writer? So we finally find about yeah. find out about FP. Turns out that FP does live in Toledo. He yeah. ran away from Riverdale because like there was some sort of like bank heist or something that he was involved in and he like had to hit the road. It left his and then Ray mind. and then Ray basically says like why don't you write about that? Like Sorry, instead of writing I think it is Brad. I think you were right. <laughs> I, I don't fucking know. I, cha- I think Ray. I changed it in my note my notes like three times. Ray like, is the real guy. <laughs> okay, so Brad, Brad Brad tells him to write about it um, because he's like, you know, you're writing all these like comics, but like this is like an honest story. Like you write should write you it. Know. That's the number one tip write in writing you know. class. Write what you know. And, and um, Jughead says like, would you be willing to read it if I um, wrote like a little short story? And Brad says, like, yeah, absolutely, I'll help you. Come on, Brad. Cute little, like, whatever relationship that they're building, fine. Then it cuts to Riverdale High, and Archie's cleaning up in the gym, and you see him, like, pick up one of the basketballs, and he's about to, like, shoot the hoop, and he decides that he puts it, he decides that he doesn't want to, and then he puts it back down. So, like, Archie's obviously going through some mental-ish. Then it cuts to Jughead typing. He's looking at, looking at this photoshopped ass picture of FP on a motorcycle. They like found like the nineteen like the, their Photoshop, Photoshop skills. Kill me every just time. Me. <laughs> I just like you can see the pixel change like, <laughs> around his face. Like we get it, we get and it. And it was a black and white. That was it easier to do that. Y'all could have fixed that. Oh my god. I was dying. So he's looking at the picture. He's writing this story. Then it cuts to the Andrews residence. And Frank keeps piling onto Art. poor Archie. He basically says, Archie, I got you a job at Pops. You're going to pump gas now. <laughs> so, like, so yeah, tight. Archie has to pump gas. Cool. Then it cuts to Riverdale High. Jughead is showing off his comic. He, and all of his friends are like, yo, that's sick. That's amazing. Like, I'm so happy for you. Like, we should go celebrate. He's like, no, no, no. I'm going to go to, like, the author's place and we're going to, like, read my story or whatever. Then it cuts to Tony confronting Cheryl about what she has said to Evelyn about not being a lesbian. Yeah. And I love that they put this in. Yeah, yeah. Because it was a really, like, because I want, like, I knew that where they were going with it. Yeah. But when they got to this point, I was like, oh, like, she's really, like, coming in on Cheryl. I don't know if it this was enough of a ha- reason for her to, like, happen. walk away from her. Because, like, Tony's like, after this, I'm done. Like, you lied about me, I'm done. I'm like, I feel like she just, like, doesn't know what the fuck she's doing. Like, I think the problem yeah. that I had with this particular scene was, like, Cheryl's coming into this, like, not really understanding her own sexuality. And Tony's coming in hot. Like, literally hot. And she she's proud of who she is. She, so she tells Cheryl, like, I'm proud of who I am. I don't need to lie to anybody. I don't need you to lie, lie for me. 
like I'm happy with who I am. Don't put me in a box. Don't put me in a box. And Cheryl basically is like, sorry, like I didn't know. Like I'm I, I was trying to I, protect you. I was like... trying to protect you. And she even like when she came into the like conversation, she thought that she did something right by like lying 100%. about it. He was like, I did this, girl. Like, and now Evelyn's going like, to not worry, bother you I got anymore. your back. And she's like, no, like, don't lie she's like, for no. me. She's like, don't she's like, lie. Like, don't lie. Don't put me in a box. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, she's not putting you in a box. But like, yeah, like, relax. But okay. Like, calm down. But, like, I also understand, too. But, like, I get it. you can't yeah. expect Cheryl to, like, know all of that. Like, she's barely even, like, recognizing she, what she like. She just got there in, like, this last <laughs> yeah. sentence. Like, the last yeah. sentence she says to Tony, she's like, I'm gay. Like so, like, what I did really like about this scene was that Tony walks away. Like, I was really yeah. waiting for her to do that because, and I've heard this before. I feel like you've told me this too. Like, sometimes, like as a gay man, like you were like, it's hard to date someone who's not completely out of the closet or like 100%. hasn't fully come to terms with with that part of themselves, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like in this moment where like. Tony is so advanced and she's so ahead and there's only so much she can do. And after point, sure. she's like, I'm out. Like you still can't come to terms. Like I can't waste my time like, anymore. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I needed Tony to say that. Cause I was like, why is she still sticking around at this point? Like she yeah. should be doing. And she, she tries to leave. And then Cheryl obviously like kind of pulls her back in. So. For sure. Totally fair. And Cheryl, so that, so that's how she pulls her in. She says, I'm into girls. I'm a lesbian. And then she says that she's into Tony. And then Tony's like, do you think or do you know that you're into me? She, like, makes her confirm it. And she's like, no, I know I like you. And Tony says, to your point, she goes, like, we're finally getting somewhere. I think that's, like, the last sentence that she has with her. And to your point, it's true. Like, when you're so – when you've developed yourself on a, like, like your sexual identity – and someone is like literally like a newborn, like, like just coming out of the closet. Like it's so hard to like make that connection. So for her to say like now we're finally getting somewhere, like this is their starting point. Like this, 100%. this is their, their starting point. And Cheryl has such a long way to go to develop herself. Yeah. So like it's such an interesting dynamic to see. Like Tony has the patience, and it was similar to like last, like in like the original c- series too. Mm. Like Tony was kind of always kind of like into her you know she already knew herself and she was always pushing down and cheryl had to kind of like come to terms with it deal with her mom you know get escape from a fucking psych ward or whatever so like cheryl's had to deal with it in such a traumatic way that um seeing her again kind of deal with it while tony's there like pushing her slowly like egging her on and knowing that tony's willing to do that again in this like 1950s world I'm excited to see, like, what they're going to do with their relationship now. Yeah, and this, I don't know if it happens in this moment where, like, Tony explains, like, this also sort of lends to the fact that, like, who is Tony? Where did she come from? What family does she come from? How is she hmm. so open with herself? How is she so confident in who in her sexuality? Like, yeah. we all we are all asking these questions and we want answers this season. And right. we do get another glimpse. And I think it's is it in this moment where Tony's like, later. It's like oh, when they're in the dark so room, they talk, talk about, about it. After. Yeah, we'll talk but about it. But she does say those things, and I'm so happy they said that too, because we've been we've been waiting for that. We've been waiting for sure. Everybody's been asking for it. So then it cuts to Mr. Raybury's house. And did you notice that it's the same set as Jughead's old place in the other timeline? Like, no, I didn't notice. I'm pretty sure. I wasn't like, watching. What's well, <laughs> it? Leave it looking at the screen. You're just like, cool. I was so, like, Jughead? Cool. <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, commenters, let me know if I'm correct, but I'm pretty sure it's the same place that like him and Tabitha move into. Like it's the exact same like couch and like mm. the books behind him. Anyway, it almost looked exactly the same. So maybe it was like this idea of like the parallel between like the comics and like Could the books. Could he be the, the future Jughead? Mr. Raybury? Yeah. I don't know. Let's get Tabitha in this game. <laughs> um, so he goes and makes some tea uh, before he reads his story. And Jughead, like, I don't even know how he saw it. Because, like, it was in a fucking box. So he, like, sees a box on the side. And he, like, opens the box. He pulls out a manuscript. And then he stuffs the fucking manuscript into his bag. And, so like, what calls was it? Day. What was that? It was, a, it was, like, an unwritten, unpublished book. From that guy. That he wrote, that, so that, he that stole guy it. He stole it. Yeah, he fully stole it. What the? I love that you're gagged now because you did not. <laughs> no, did so not when I saw him, when I saw him take it, I was like, "Oh, like was he looking for that? Like was it evidence for something?" I thought maybe. Right. And I'm like, "Oh, no, he my like God. fully he just fully steals his story. Like yeah, his story. Oh, yeah, wow. which is bullshit because I feel like you're building this relationship with this guy. You literally told him like, "Go call those guys because they're gonna plagiarize your shit." Yeah, you could have easily pulled it out and been like. What's this? I like. What can I read it? Like, is yeah. this is so, sounds like such an exciting thing? Like, why aren't you publishing it? Like, have the conversation there. Instead, he's like, I'm gonna steal it, and then later talk to you about the fact that I stole it. Like, <laughs> it was so dumb. Like, anyway, like, like what Waste a dumb time. Move. Waste of time. Cuts to the dark room. Cheryl and Tony are talking about her aunt Carol. Like Cheryl's aunt Carol. It was Penelope's sister, mm. and how aunt Carol was a lesbian, and she moved off and like lived her best life. And like Penelope and her had like a bad falling out, and Cheryl always like wished that she could be like her aunt, like live mm. like this free lesbianic life. And then Tony in turn talks about the fact that she likes both boys and girls. She knew at a very young age. And her parents actually in this like timeline kicked her out and her grandma is the one that accepted her. Mm -hmm. So then Cheryl was like, your grandma accepted you? Like, wow, like what a change in your yeah. storyline. Um, but yeah, you learn a little bit more about like what Tony's backstory is. What did yeah. you think? Did you get Do you feel like you got enough? Um, I don't feel like I got enough. Okay. But yeah. Like, it felt like a very like, bloop, and that was it. Yeah. Like it's there, but then like, that's it. And but, then like, what? Tell yeah. us, tell us okay Talk so more. your grandma accepted you but like how did that come to be like did you ask your grandma questions like you know like did she have a friend that she knew? like you know like there's more there could be more layers <laughs> to that story yeah yeah are exactly. you satisfied with that like are you a part of me is also just like i don't know how much deeper they're gonna get yeah. with that and like what the significance of it yeah. is um so i was like okay like we find out that like but do we get to meet the grandma like would we be able mm. to learn like is that how Cheryl's going to have that gateway into, like, learning about acceptance? Like, mm -hmm. it'd be interesting to see if they tie that into, like, more story with Tony. I just don't know what they're doing with her. So, yeah. Um, yeah, part of me is like, cool, if this is all we get, like, let's keep moving. But if we don't, then I'd like to see, like, the grandparents and, like, maybe some drama with Tony and her, her parents. So her and, you know, Cheryl can connect on the fact that they both have shitty parents. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. We'll see. Um, cuts to Pop's diner and Archie's pumping gas outside and poor, like everybody else is like having a great time on the inside, bending Veronica on their double date. Like all the boys are asking them questions. And, um, I think there's a moment in time where like Betty and like Benny and Archie, like lock eyes with each other. Like she sees him from the outside, like working at the gas station and, 
we have a really cute this random cute moment oh my God, with pop it was so cute yes! i was so happy to see it because he's been so mia this entire time yeah he's he shows up a few times here and there but like he definitely doesn't like have like have many a line lines like this yeah so pop goes outside and he brings archie a coffee and he talks about his dad and he says that he was like a true hero for what he did like fighting in the army and they're skirting around the fact that like he died during the war but like mm -hmm. i love like the way that you know pop like really just made it about like living the memory of your dad being yeah. such a great person and archie obviously like felt like some way about i think it. he like, was it like was oh really archie nice. like i remember watching your dad play like basketball like mm. he kind of like tied it to that and then yeah he just makes yeah. him feel real good about like everything it was, was so like, freaking That's a cute, cute moment. i was like yeah Pop. Like pops, I love you. Um, then it cuts to Jughead reading this fucking manuscript, whatever. It's called the Jupiter Journals, and he's like obsessed. He's like, I didn't, I couldn't put the book down. I was like, nobody cares, Jughead. Like, stop cutting to him. So then it cuts to Riverdale High, and Betty and Veronica talk about getting like Betty's like groove. Like, what is she gonna do to like get in it, get into it with Archie? So, so that night when they're on this date, like this double date, she's yeah. just looking out the window and she's looking at Archie. Like she yeah, doesn't care she's about the guy. She's just wants Archie and it, and Archie's looking back at her. He's like looking yeah. through the window and like staring at, so we know something is coming. And I did like yeah. that. They made it a mutual thing. It wasn't just like Betty looking out the window. Like at obsessed Archie, with him. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then she, and then she says that like having nighttime conversations with people are a great way to, um like have a good deeper connection with people like if you're able to call each other in the middle of the night then you can have this like secret cute little moment and then Ron, like betty says like oh but he doesn't even have a phone in his room so like i can't call him in the middle of the night and like have like, these gab sessions forever and i don't know how it comes up but essentially yeah. like betty's like yeah but like i see like or she asks like what is how do you know what his room looks like or how do you know that he doesn't have a phone and she's like, well, I can see his room from my from my room. Yeah. And then she was like, what? <laughs> she got so excited. <laughs> she was like, say less. Like, what? Tell me more. Like, what she's are you? Can I come over? She's like, I'm I'm on my way right now. Um, Veronica's literally like, I want to see. Like, let's like set something up for tonight. Like, I want to see. She even asked like, when does the show start? Like, fucking like, Veronica is horrified. <laughs> Sold out concert. No intermission. No, no intermission. intermission. <laughs> We're not stopping. No, these bitches but, are so crazy. Like, yeah, Veronica especially. Spy, like, do it. Yeah. Like, if you're gonna spy on your neighbor who's a meter apart from your window, <laughs> the least you can do is be like incognito. They were like incognito. Get some camo. Yeah, you're like seriously. up against the glass, like looking. Dead. Oh my god, it was so funny. So anyways, she's excited. They're like, let's go do this. Then it comes to Archie in the lounge. And Julian, again, he always pokes with, like, the dead dad thing, which yeah, I, like, I'm just like, up. bro, fuck you. So he gets into a fight with Julian. Because he, he basically says, and like, oh, I you're not missed, even on the team. I missed seeing Archie punch someone. Get ex yeah, yeah. Get violent. Let's get yeah. violent, bro. Um, so... This is when uh, he gets called into the principal's office. Frank comes in. He's like, oh, let me go. Like, I heard what happened. Like, let's go. I'll go yeah. talk to Archie. And then Mary literally says, like, bro, this is my son. Like, I you know what? Like, it's my kid. 
step the I'm fuck like, away. Well, you I didn't have like, a problem you. calling him into town to deal with your fucking son. So, like, Mary, maybe choose a side. Like, do you want to be a parent <laughs> actively or do you want to fucking get Frank to help out? Like, I don't know. So, anyway, whatever. Mary comes in and she, like, they have a conversation in a second. Before that, Vixen practice is happening. Cheryl changes the lineup and Evelyn Evernever is like, I'm always on the top. What the fuck? Like, what, what's happening here? And Cheryl's like, well, I'm the boss. So, like, you can either leave or you can stay. And then there's, like, this cute, funny moment where she's like, fine, I'll say. Fine, I'll say. Yeah, and like, then, where else are you going to go, bitch? Yeah. You don't have no choices. This is a cheerocracy. the only show that you're on. Yeah. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> um, Seriously. But it cuts to the Andrews residence. And this is when Archie essentially tells Mary, like, I loved basketball. It was, like, the thing with dad and mm-hmm. um you know he loved basketball too and um he just like misses him now that he's gone like, he, he's like i wanted to start playing again and every single time i picked up that basketball it just made me remember him it made me remember like our memories together it made me think about the fact that like he's never going to be in my games like it was a really sad no, this made moment. me legit cry like this made me really so like sad. emotional and i was like um looking at archie as like this boy and i'm like you know, this is a really traumatic thing to go through for, sure. for anyone, but for yeah. a young boy in high school who, like, he doesn't have siblings. It's just him and his mom. Like, his dad was his right. best friend. Getting over a parent's death that young is a very, very hard Absolutely. thing to deal with. And the fact yeah. that he's still semi-normal right now is is pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think people realize that, like, that is a that can change the course of your life, really. For sure. For sure. You know? Yeah. So... Yeah, it was a really, really sad, like, it was really sad, really heartfelt, like, the writing was really great to hear, hear the story, and I know that we hear it a lot, but I feel like it's important to remember that, like, this doesn't ever go away for Archie, Exactly. you know, like, it's gonna be his life for the rest of the series, and, like, you know, it's an actual thing that happened with Fred's character, so, like, you know, it's one of those things where it reminds you that death is kind of a finite thing, and you have to deal with the consequences of that and there's people who are left behind that need to deal with that too and i i just like the way that they brought it back said this is why he doesn't do basketball but then the ending thing is like mary trying to encourage him and say your dad would be proud and like you should do it you're so good at it and um trying to get him back into the groove of it which is what you need when you're mourning someone and you're losing yourself a little bit that is what you need in your life is people to continue to push you to say like keep living and keep doing your thing bro you know yeah so shout out to mary andrews um then it cuts to mr ray burry's house and jughead goes right in and he's like yo i stole this book from you yesterday but you should publish it (laughs) what the fuck is your problem like what is wrong what are you you doing what is wrong with you I did not understand this whatsoever. He's like, so hear me out. I stole your book. Don't get mad. I saw it on the, like, saw it inside so a box. So what were it you going to do like, with his book? You were going to write it as your own? Like, I don't understand, MB, what the fuck this story is. So he obviously gets pissed, yeah. the, the author, and he kicks him out. He's like, you're just as bad as the guys who were plagiarizing. Like, I literally like, made you tea and you stole my manuscript. You stole my shit. Like, you like, couldn't even talk to me about it until after you read it. Like, what the is wrong with you i just didn't understand how jughead would have even like fathomed to do this like i guess we just have to keep saying like 
his soft 17 year old brain is yeah. like not smart enough to not do that but okay but he literally deals with that in the beginning of the episode with pet yeah. comics you literally just you did literally what did you just thing. did yeah <laughs> like exactly Bro, get it together. I, that's what You're I mean. You're wasting I like, time. <laughs> like, we only got 45 minutes on this goddamn episode. <laughs> anyway, so stupid. Then it cuts to the locker room, and um, Tony thanks Cheryl for, like, dealing with Evelyn and her, like, her being, like, a total biatch. And Tony's like, I think I should give you something to, like, thank you. And we get our first... Shoney kiss. Shoney, Shoney fans around the world are applauding. I know it's like no, but like the way every Shoney kiss has like a lens flare, lens flare. Like every each every single one, like the same. Every single one, yeah. Like no matter where you are, you got the lens. It's always like their silhouette behind like a the profile yeah light oh my gosh it's so cute um but it was cute happy to it see it happen time it was let's time. do it yeah it was time for it to happen yeah betty's room cuts to betty's room <laughs> <laughs> and the show has begun lights action camera action <laughs> camera action literally what you were saying though like they are like at the window like staring like no cover no like, camouflage like she's like <laughs> They're both like, eh? I mean, I was too. Obby, but like at one point, at one point, um, Veronica's so funny. She's like, um, maybe we should get some bino- like binoculars. Do you have binoculars? And she's Girl, like, you're oh, like never a mind. Away. And then she's like, never mind. You don't need them for what he's got. She's got. He's got a lot of big abs. And I was like, you just just talk about his dick. Like, Is that what she about? said? His big. Yeah, abs? she's like. He has big, and then she like pauses and she's like, Oh, okay. I was like, Okay, you want to talk about his? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. The detail. We don't talk about it, but now we do. Yeah. (laughs) So they're gawking, whatever. And then, of course, Archie like like, sees them like at the window. They jump down, and then Betty's basically mortified. She's like, Oh my God, I'm going to be like a peeping patty or something. Did you think that he saw them? I did because they were not slick no at all. <laughs> all you see are like, like, like black hair and blonde hair. Just... <laughs> yeah, exactly. The internet connection wasn't synced up. La- but yeah, it was it's Archie, right? So I was like, he probably didn't see. He's maybe so he's stupid. an idiot. Yeah. But like the, the annoying thing is, is like we know that like that is his only line of sight in his room. Like he Literally. sees directly. That's all. He, there's not even a tree that's Nothing. covering. <laughs> No nothing. branch, so no it, shrubbery, nothing. They could have at least turned the lights off in their room, so like he didn't see. I'm telling you, these that. girls are dumb. <laughs> don't they don't know how to snoopy scoop like, on put anybody? Some drapes on your window and then like go around the drape and at go least. around. They're like, Blackout like, curtains, like <laughs> too something. <laughs> He's not gonna be able to see your eyeballs like from the corner. <laughs> anyway, these girls were obviously very very thirsty. Uh, had to do what they, they had to do to like see the view. Then it cuts to Riverdale the next morning, and Veronica and Betty oh are talking. I at the died at this. I died. <laughs> he was so like, Veronica's back is like turned. Yeah. Facing Betty, and yes. Betty's talking to Veronica. 
Yeah. And they're just like okay. talking. They're just like, oh God, like, did he see anything? Like, whatever. And yeah. then he comes up to her, comes up to them. No, but like, Veronica's like mid sentence. She was saying, what was she saying? She's like, oh, but like Archie's abs or something. And then he's like, <clears throat> and she's yeah. like, She's like, hello. Oh. <laughs> nice to see you. Um, and he does say, like, he says, can I talk to you, like, privately, Betty? And as uh, Veronica's leaving, she's like, Archie, keep up the good work. I was like, "Yeah, you horny little <laughs> yeah. girly. Like, what the hell is happening here? So she leaves, and then Betty or he Archie basically says, no like, time. yeah, it doesn't waste any time. He's like, girl, I saw you. He's I like, saw I you saw and Veronica. You, I was like, oh, shit. Called out right away. I loved it. I loved it. And then he's like, like, you know, I've been so busy with this stuff, but like I I always end up in my bedroom. And and, you know, like we can we can both end up in our bedrooms at the same time and we can like look at each other if you want to. I was like horny for them. I know. The the way this all sort of like escalated to that, like I was like and then what? And then and he yeah. kept saying, he's like, I'm excited. He's like, I'm so excited. I'm, excited. I'm really excited. I'm really excited. I'm, Betty, I'm really excited. Yeah, he's like, like, bro, I'm excited. I, I, I'm going to go to school right now. Like, I'm gonna go. And then she says, I'm going to be wearing something special. And then he said, I'm he, really excited. He like, literally he had to walk away like. Books on his crotch. Yeah. Like he had to like, he had to push that. Down. He had to flip that somewhere else. <laughs> you know. Um. So he's like, I'll meet you at midnight. But the episode, because I looked at my clock, you know, because I'm on my phone, and I can see, <laughs> I can see that it was like 9:56, and I'm like, yeah, don't give like, me no 30 seconds of this damn window scene. Like, I want a five full the minutes. full vibe. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we got 20 seconds, um, and it was mixed in with like two other stupid, annoying things. So, basketball. Basketball team, Archie's ready to play basketball. Cool. He's mm-hmm. like in the basketball team. And Frank, who I guess is the coach, which I didn't yeah, realize. I that. He's the coach. And he he's like, yeah, you're on the team. Cool. And Julian's like, what the fuck? So whatever. He's on the team. Cool. <laughs> then it cuts to the secretary bringing Jughead's comic to the psychologist. He, she basically rats out Jughead saying, one of our students is now a writer at, at Pep Comics. Like, he's a problem. I, once again, I do not care, and I don't think I ever will care about the storyline. No, to be I mean, honest, like yeah. no, no, because nothing like, even happens to So, like, what nothing does it in my soul cares about this story whatsoever. You know? And yeah. I do feel like it has some foundation to do with like the origin story of Riverdale and like the story of like Archie Comics and how it all came to be and yeah. why Jughead is the narrator. But like. This is not some Hodor moment, okay? Like, they're trying to, like, build you with this, like, oh, like, so oh like, this is what's happening, the echo, the echo. And then you finally get to the final moment. And you're like, oh, my God, this is why we found out about the yeah, author yeah, yeah. and the plagiarism. Like, that's not, it's not going to blow my mind. No. I know that for a fact right in this moment. It's not going to blow my mind. So. You know your shit. I'm just going to watch. I'm going to keep watching because the watch one thing the that they kept show. me watching for was the, the final scene, mm-hmm. which is pee, 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 pee. Showy, showy. <laughs> so oh it's basically God. like they like run to their rooms. They're like getting ready. Yeah. The clock like, like literally t- waits for like the clock to like hit 12. Like, okay, you guys can see each other. Like you don't, you don't have to wait till 12. Like, Just like 11.59, 11.58. Yeah. Like, He's like, okay, now. Yeah. So she, then, he gets in front of the window and it's really cute. No, Sorry, it's you, so you say cute. it. You no, go. no. Like it was really sexy. Like I have to say sexy. for a show that's seven seasons deep, to constantly reinvent. Deep. Sorry. 
<laughs> seven seasons <laughs> long, long. Um, to reinvent yourself <laughs> to reinvent yourself and make a new type of like sex scene without being a sex scene this yeah. was really sexy like this was hot super like, sexy um i was super impressed with the way they filmed it the way they shot it music um, was on point music was on point which was very clutch lily's yeah. acting arch um kj's acting and so it kind of goes yeah. slowly right they look at each other and then they take off like one layer first yes one which layer at a she's time wearing like her golf shirt kind of thing and then she takes that yeah. off and then her lingerie is like underneath and then he takes yeah. off his shirt yeah and then like it got to like okay take that off i don't know what she took off next but like he cuts to him and like he has nothing but his underwear now underwear on yeah he has nothing but his underwear on and i'm like and i'm like is it gonna like cut to riverdale now like like when <laughs> i'm like don't you do that to me and i was and like the lie like, detector determines that how do you not have a raging boner in those underwear i was like this is fiction oh my god uh, <laughs> but realistically super super sexy it was so um, hot like i don't yeah. think it, and like i like it's weird because i don't want to say it's because of the time but like seven seasons in you're absolutely right like we haven't seen something this sensual it's like it's literally like, a peep show it's you like can't touch yeah like and, it's, you, and you don't yeah exactly like you see you i felt excited for them 100%. which is a weird and feeling to have <laughs> when you're watching i know <laughs> i know and the thing is also it's like so okay and then let's just like end the scene right now so then like yeah. as he's like pulling it down and i'm like and then it's like like record scratch record scratch yeah and then her dad walks in Alan like, frank it's midnight like at the same time at the same time like which also is so weird to me questionable yeah because the way even he hal walks in it's midnight your daughter's sleeping you would knock on the door Never, and be like, Honey. Yeah. he's like what are you doing in here like, like what's going how on how did you know here? she was even doing like she's midnight yeah. she could be sleeping like the and way also, he like, came in was so what if she sketch. was changing and like she was like yeah. don't come in dad like you're just being disgusting like, he didn't even knock and so that kind of like threw me i was like who who barges into their kids room like yeah. that at midnight it's not even like four o'clock in the afternoon and then unless the he saw Frank. them from like down the in the middle because like I'm, i feel like they're alleyway. spying on them i feel like they're spying because yeah. like they both come in at the same time like and they're not even speaking so like you don't even like they weren't even like saying words for them to the even phone. like cue, exactly. cue them to like go in, which makes me feel like Hal and Frank are a part of the there's, same boys club that yeah. like this whole thing is happening. And like, we have to like watch our kids because they're sexual deviants and blah. Yeah. I just, if that is the case, like I'm over it. Like, can we just get these 100%. guys to, like, like enjoy their lives? Like fucking who gives a shit about these fucking dumb white men? Like, and then that's how it. the episode ends, which I was like, that's how it ends. but I want to go back to that scene because now that they've seen each other like this right like pretty yeah. much half naked basically does this take them out of the friend zone like after this they I'd are say, ready yeah. to do whatever right? i feel like we're ready for at least a barchy kiss by next episode yeah at yeah. least a barchy kiss by next episode yeah. so we'll see what happens but yeah yeah i think they've literally and figuratively like broken the ice on this one like they've... they're obviously into each other yeah. If they don't get forbidden to see each other, like who knows how mm, fucking um, Frank and Hal are gonna screw all this up for us, and like cockblock like, us all. Balls by the end of this season, this poor guy. Yeah, I'm gonna have blue balls by the end of this season. Like the fuck, like, let's go. Um, so that is the episode. Um, let's, let's jump right in. 
Let's do this. We we Let's ain't got no it. time to gotta do go. We gotta go. Else. Okay. Recap roundups. Best, Best moment. Barchi window scene, obviously. Window scene, yeah, obviously. Yeah. I felt like that was gonna be the obvious choice, so I chose the other yeah. Barchi scene, which is them at the lockers when he basically is like. Mm. You know, we can meet together at the same time and like we can take our clothes off at the same time. Like I just thought it was so I cute. Know. And like seeing them kind of both get excited and like Archie obviously getting very excited like, about what was being said. Yeah. I was like, Oh yeah, this, yeah. Is cool. this is gonna get good. Um WTF moment. WTF. My WTF moment, I guess like for me it was just like Archie insisting that like he does it's not really him, but like he gets like demoted to water boy and I was like, bro, you're better than this, like come on. Yeah. You can actually play basketball. I didn't know what else really caught me, like I didn't know what else really shocked me. Yeah, I guess, it was hard for me to find one too. Like, I guess if it is true, uh, the Veronica smile, that would be mm. another dub. If that's true, we don't know. If that's it's true. unconfirmed. Unconfirmed information. <laughs> <laughs> um, my WTF moment is Jughead taking the manuscript because I was like, bro, you know better than this. Like, yeah. what is wrong with you? Why would you even do that? Like, it didn't make any fucking sense to me. So that's why I think it's like totally WTF. MVP. My MVP is going to go to Cheryl. Mm. Um, you know, I think Tony was the obvious choice too. So I didn't want to choose Tony, but I would say that Cheryl, she just gave me so many different feelings in this episode. Mm, um, like from trying, you know, from trying to protect Tony in her own way that she only knows how is to lie for yes, her, and then sort of discovering yeah. that like, no, lying isn't the like it's not the answer. It's not the answer. Um, I love that. That's yeah. such a good line. Yeah. So I like that she was like learning that. You know. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. She had she had definitely had a good like learning episode. Yeah. Um, my MVP, oddly enough, is Veronica. And it's likely because I never saw that look. Like I gotta go back and watch that scene again because I did not see it whatsoever. My MVP is Veronica. I know that sounds weird, but it's basically like I didn't see that scene where people were talking about her like looking and lurking or whatever. So maybe it's different like once you see it yeah. that way but i love the fact that she was like rooting for betty and she was like doing the damn thing i thought she was really funny this episode like trying to like google at archie like i don't know i had fun with veronica this episode yeah. and i thought that she played a good wing she woman played the for, role yeah for betty totally lvp my lvp is gonna have to go to frank um his mustache and i would say brad rayberry <laughs> because um, Brad Rayberry. Rayberry. I just didn't understand. Like, who are you? Who are you? Why are you here? Why do I care about your storyline? Yeah. Like, I just did not yeah, like it. N unnecessary. Unnecessary information. My LVP is going to Uncle Frank. Like, why are you here? Nobody needs you. Nobody yeah. needs your mustache. Like, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. The, the best, best line. line. Okay, what was your so best line? My best line, I don't have the exact line, but it's when Veronica says, like, when does the curtain go up? Or, like, whatever, how she says it about the people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. curtain call. I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, my God. That was cute. I liked it. She's so excited. Sexy. Mine is from Tony when she, um, when Cheryl finally tells her, like, I'm... I'm into you. She says, finally, we're getting somewhere. And I feel like all Shoney fans were like, yes, yeah, that is our diary. Finally, finally we're getting somewhere. It's happening to me. Uh, okay, let's do our. All right, let's just get into our listener roundups. Listener, okay. We have at Shoney5 on it. Oh, she must have loved this episode. Okay. 
best moment. Cheryl finally off, yeah. learning to accept her sexuality. Tony slow mo dance. Cheryl telling Evelyn to fuck off, and Shoni first kiss. So all the Shoni scenes are Shoni, Shoni, Tony. WTF window scene interruption. MVP Shoni, of course. LVP boring useless mm-hmm. Frank Jughead storyline. Not gonna lie, Jughead scenes could have mm-hmm. gone to Barchi. Ooh. Um. Ooh, I think this is a new person mm-hmm. here. At Zephron's Ninja. Best moment, the last okay. scene where Barchi stripped for each other. WTF moment, Jughead stealing Mr. Rayberry's story when Rayberry isn't looking. MVP, Barchi, LVP, Julian for continuing to be an asshole. Best line, Betty, I'm excited. I'm really excited. I'm real excited. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, we also really? have at oh, Ben Droid. Yeah. Five seven eight two one. Best moment. The very last scene. Ooh. No notes. WTF moment. Evelyn <laughs> ever never being there. MVP. Fair. True. The costume department is the MVP. They're killing it with the fifties oh, okay. looks. LVP yeah. FP because. Why is he such a bad father in all timelines? All timelines, every universe. Every universe is a bad daddy. Fail. Fail Best Papa. line: When B and V called each other sexy, they should hook up. Oh, okay. Oh, there we go. Straight to the point. Um, who else do we have? At Shannon Amanda. Best moment: Every Shoni scene. The way their development has been written is so beautiful. It tops season two, in my opinion. MVP: Madeline and Vanessa. Their chemistry is so insane. LVP Evelyn, like girl, take your annoying loser ass back to the farm. Best line: Raz my berries and put them in a jelly jar. Yum. Oh, that was cute. Yum, yum, yum. Uh, this one's from at Archie Ardale. Arch, uh, best moment: Archie and Betty talking about the movies. WTF moment: Jughead storyline as always. MVP: Betty, Archie, Cheryl, Tony. LVP: Veronica as expected. Best line: Veronica, would you mind giving Betty and I a minute in private? I did really like that line too. I like how he like controlled the situation. Like pushed her away. Yeah, yeah. At Mackenzie L. Burns, best moment: Betty and Archie's yearning moment at Pops. Betty couldn't care less about that date. WTF moment: Jughead being a story stealer again. MVP Barshoni. Oh, I like that. Mm. LVP Veronica being a shady bee and Evelyn Evernever. Best line: Veronica, can you give Betty and I a moment in private? <laughs> I really love that. Love Leave that us one. alone. Um, Leave us alone. Last one on Twitter is at clapseal21. Best moment: Archie and Betty window scene. WTF moment: Ev- Evelyn being on the Vixens. MVP Mary for being the only parent who actually cares about her child. LVP Frank who asked for this a hole to return. Best line, not until act five and not until they lost their cherries, I might add. Veronica. Oh my. Um, we have someone um IG just really quickly. I think there's like two at Sierra N. Best mm-hmm. moments. Easily the scene where Cheryl confessed her feelings for Tony. It was so beautifully done. And seeing Cheryl open up again, I was getting emotional watching the scene because after seasons five and six, deprived us of Shoney content for whatever Tony and Fangs did. Seeing them get so much screen time feels so good. WTF moment, Betty and Archie getting caught stripping for each other. This is WTF in a really funny way because I feel like this version of Archie is so much more fun and innocent and it's so cute to watch them. Mm-hmm. Best line, I'm attracted to girls and I think I'm attracted to you. Madeline is delivering the storyline so, so well. And seeing Cheryl so vulnerable was incredible. I've already said my bit about the storyline, but yeah, I loved it. Love that. Loved it. And then at Marina, 
Best moment, Betty and Archie looking at each other through the window at Pops. The scenes between Cheryl and Tony, Mary facing Frank and setting boundaries. Go girl. And Pops talk <laughs> about Fred with Archie. WTF was Jughead stealing a manuscript, even it's even if it's for a day. MVP, Mary, the only parent who cares about her son. LVP, Frank, why? And Evelyn, also a WTF moment, go back to the farm. <laughs> Best line, Archie, Veronica, can you give Betty and I a moment in private? Wow, everybody really loved that line. She also said the same thing about Kevin and Clay, which we didn't get to talk to talk about. But um, she, yeah, she does say that like she would have liked a bit more of that storyline in there as well for this week. And that's it. I would like to take this time to thank our patrons of the episode, our Rewinder Squad, White, Cliff, Hannah, and Julia, our Lit Rewinders, Tina Ann and Kate, and our Mommy Rewinders, Becca, Sarah, and Tamala. Thank you guys. If you would like to join our mm-hmm. Patreon family, check us out at patreon.com slash recap underscore rewind. And also make sure you check us out on all of our socials, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. We also have a TikTok now. And also you can find us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Like, subscribe, follow, review, and comment to stay engaged with us at Recap Rewind. Thanks so much for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.